Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. And we here at Benny's crib. It's another beautiful night in Portland, Maine. A chilly one. I'm here with uh, another guest another week. Uh, someone who's riding a new album that dropped back in December. Um, they are a hip-hop and R&B uh, singer and rapper, as I would describe. Uh, and they are Drippy. How are you tonight, Drippy? Man, I'm feeling phenomenal. feeling phenomenal. How about yourself? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, we uh, just focus on the now and the present and just focus on the shit we can't control, as always. So, you know, we're feeling good. Man. Um, let's get right into it. It's the first question I ask everybody. That's how I start off every single podcast. What is your first memory of hip hop? Little Wayne. Oh no 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 no! What I remember was there was this song called "Step on My Jays," mm. and like I got like I had Jordans and I just got some new Jordans, and it just was just. It was How old were you at, at this time? Do you remember what age? I was like, I was like, like nine. Nice, nice. How young are you now? What's your age? I'm 18. 18? Damn, yo. Wow, this is another record-breaking episode. I had A.B. the King on two weeks ago, and he was the youngest. He's 20. Or I think he's turning 20. So now you're 18, and you have now broken the record. So congratulations. Um, no. <laughs> you're in the fire. We coming, man. It's only a matter of time before it's, we're just going global. There we go. But yeah, how was that? It was like eight. I around that age and I just remember doing the step on my J's dance. <laughs> First song that my mom even let me listen to because, you know, cussing was going crazy, you know. For sure, for Little, sure. Yeah. Mad cussing. Yeah, my mom, my mom, like, specifically would not let me listen to explicit music and, like, she would even print the lyrics out on some such shit and, like, highlight all the swears and I'd be like, God damn it, like, you're blowing everything up and now, now I can't enjoy this. So, uh, <laughs> shout out the real ones who let their, uh, let their kids Play music. Back. My mom eventually yeah. turned around, but you know, it took a minute. Um, yeah, especially when she heard my music. Oh man. Oh yeah. What was that like the first time she heard your music? What is this? You need to stop. This is not what you do. Oh. Be, uh, be something else. How, to be an there, Blah blah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. How'd that feel? How'd it feel? Just, just like okay, motivation. Like <laughs> I feel like. The thing is, you know, moms always wants what's best for their son, and they don't want their son to fail at anything. Mm. So they, my mom is the type of person that's like, you know, you know, hard enough. You know, she's she's a tough ass motherfucker, but she's tough though. She's Love really that. Tough. Love that. Uh, so like, you know, she, even though she be saying some negative remarks, I only know she's trying to say it so I don't go far enough into it where it's just I'm lost. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Got you. She's looking out for you. Yeah, she, you know, that's all a mother could really do. She can't really stop you when you get to a certain age, you feel me? Bet, bet. Where are you from originally? Are you from Maine originally? I'm from Connecticut. Bet. When did you move to Maine? One day I moved to Maine, I moved to Maine, like, when I was eight or nine. Yeah. Oh, bet. Back in the same era as you listening to uh, Don't Step On My yeah. Jays. <laughs> that's it. Um, what were your first impressions of coming to Maine? Was Because it, it's not that different than Connecticut because they're in New England, but it must have some differences. They told me, they told me it was temporary. Oh, they lied to you. Yeah, they lied to me. But I mean, they told me it was temporary, and I was just like, what the fuck? So, um, how long are we going to be here? When are we going back to Connecticut? My dad was just like, it's not really safe there. I think we should stay here. My mom agreed. So then we just came here. My grandparents came here. No, we just stayed here. So, like a lot of this, like a lot of the fam moved up. It sounds like it wasn't just like you know, yeah. you and your parents. You had another generation coming yeah. with your grandparents. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. We had like family that came to Maine just because my dad is the older brother, you know. Yeah, they got you. From all over, so they came to just be closer to the older brother because my old, my dad came here before all they did. So my dad knows. Got you, got you. Um, 
Damn. What were, what were your first impressions of like of Maine as a state? Was there any differences to kind of like the culture at all from uh, Connecticut? Yeah, you bro, grew up it was in? just a whole bunch of gym bucks and gym moves. <laughs> bunch of country fucks and hicks. Yeah, bro. A whole bunch of them, man. Bro, like, it's the, like, when I came here, it was the first time I've ever seen, like, such a large population of white people. Oh yeah, I mean Maine's white as a uh, white as hell, man. It's one, I think it's one of the whitest, if not the one, the whitest state per capita. Um, yeah, for sure. So it just it just caught me off guard because Connecticut is right beside it. So I was like, where the dang Maine is? Do they really want us here? <laughs> Are we supposed to be here? Damn. Like, no. Yeah. That's hella. That's, that's hella tough, man. Um, where did you move to, like specifically in in Maine? Oh, bet. Yeah, e- even in the most urban place in Maine, it's still white as fuck. Damn. Yeah, bro. I want to uh, get into some of the um, parts of your upbringing, mostly your interests or hobbies. What did you spend your time doing? Uh, I spent my time, like, right now or, like, growing up. Like, I'd say growing up, like, you know, when you're uh, in that those middle school years where you start to kind of form yourself. I was such a get in trouble was, and shit oh my goodness i was such a baby kid i was so bad <laughs> just consistently in the offense consistently in suspension you know never was much i was not much of a studious person after fifth grade mm. i've just always been a hard-headed i've always been a hard-headed kid though and it stuck with me like you know i can't well I mean, I'm not as crackhead energy as I was. That's probably why my ADHD was through the roof. Yeah. I mean, school's tough, too. Like, you got to be in the same room in the same school every day for five days a week for months on end. You start tweaking out. Every day, but I see the same thing over. It's repetition, man. It's rare. And my brain is so, like, like, I like, I'm too creative. But, like, I feel like a lot of times that, like, you know, school... Nowadays, they're trying to enhance the creativeness, but like when I was in middle school, it was really just strictly like our class. Like our, our class was even like it was weird, like because it was like not even like art, dude. We would like we would literally paint sculpture. We would paint other things, and if you think about it, we're painting other things because we have to, not because we're forming any anything in our brain that's like articulate to get into art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of times, like, there's, like, that um, mentality of, like, everyone kind of has to do the same thing at that, at that time in school, you know? I feel like later down the line, maybe in high school, you kind of get, like, honors classes and different levels where people can start to explore, like, you know, different pockets of uh, education. But, dude, when you're young, everyone's lumped in the same shit, learning the same stuff, and there's not a lot of chances to be, like, an individual as, as much as, you know, maybe some kids would hope, uh, I bet, bet. And that's the sad thing about it. Because we're just program robots. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, one thing that I think uh, helps me at least deprogram like the robot in me is uh, is the music, man. And just having it, uh, being around it, listening to it. Was music around for you at all growing up? Like, did your fan play it? All my life, bro. Like, Talk on that. And, like, in an African culture, like, Kohli's music is such a, like, like, it's such a just huge thing. It's, like... It's just, it's what, it's what makes the world go around. Mm. And people like from Africa, like they, you know, a form of expression is through dancing. You know, how do you dance without music? You know, how do you jam- dance without beats? How do you dance without anything? You know, it's just, it's just, it's just always been such a big thing in my household with music. Always. Till this very day. I my love parents are, My parents are like 50 still listening to like, Freaking crazy ass African freaking music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's good that it's, it's just always been around. To be honest, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love that music. Is music is a something that I think can really keep a family uh, together when it's around. And it definitely was, you know, my my dad played a lot of music growing up. Like always had shit on in the in the kitchen and such. So I uh, I always you know can resonate with that. Did anyone in your family, or maybe not if your family, but like your friend circle, uh, was it were they into hip hop at all? Was hip hop around when you were growing up, or even like as a teenager? I mean, obviously you said you got into into Weezy at like age nine, right? 
my sister was listening to Chris Brown, and I remember Chris Brown made a song with Little Wayne because my sister was freaking obsessed with Chris Brown, bro. Like she was <laughs> like deeply obsessed, like on some spiritual shit. Like I had never seen, like it was building crazy. a shrine kind of shit. Yeah, bro. Like like if she knew how to do voodoo, she would do voodoo type shit. <laughs> oh, for real, for real, like that, that for real, for real. She loved Chris on some Brown. sacrifice shit. <laughs> Awesome crazy shit, bro. <laughs> Which is beyond me. Uh, yeah, straight up. So Lil Wayne, you know, made a song with Chris Brown and stuff. So then I was just like, I can transform me on stuff like that. Like, oh, I yeah, just, I remember that shit. Like, I just remember, like, songs like that. And, dude, I was a dancer, too. So, like, before I was even rapping, bro, like, niggas was really busting moves. Ooh, bro. you were busting moves, yo? Yeah, bro. I just said busting moves. I love <laughs> Tremendous, tremendous. Who else were you bumping as a young and who else was making you wanna bust a move and shit? It's a tough questions. It's going far back. Oh the audio I can't really hear you that well. Deep into the memory, man. Oh yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, it's deep. I mean, we don't have to even talk about that. Then. Maybe we could talk about maybe artists or even a time period in which you got the ideas and inspiration to make music yourself. You know, when did you want to uh, start transcending from a dancer to a uh, vocal artist? See me, like, I've always, like, me as a young bro, like, when I was younger, like, I've always, you know, lunch tables, spitting bars, you know, I was always the hardest on the table, bro. Pause. Like, I was always tough. Like, I was always spitting bars. Mm. You know, ain't nobody was really spitting bars like me at that table. So everybody was just like, damn, this dude is tough. Mm. So then, um, I heard, I heard Lil Uzi. Uzi. Yeah, just Lil Uzi. Uzi. Yeah, I heard Lil Uzi and I was like, yeah, this dude is tough. <laughs> what time how old were you like like I even started spitting like I even started spitting before that there was like in, I was like in 8th grade that was when Uzi came out yeah when Uzi and them came out 2016 period yeah which t- it was like Love is Rage or uh... yeah Love is Rage Love is Rage yeah and then I was listening to him bro I was listening to him and um I was like, damn, how the fuck he spit that fast? Yeah, Uzi, like, Uzi can give give mad quick flows, man. People kind of forget. Bro, like, he might be like, not, he's not saying like, you know, always dense ass shit, but he be fucking spitting. <laughs> so, he really be spitting. I love Uzi, man. I'm always going to hear, the, I mean, I'm a huge like old school hip hop guy. And like, you know, I primarily play, uh, primarily play like a lot of undergroundly independent bass hip hop. It's like more, you know, bar, not bar, it's hard to describe, but just like a lot of independent, like, you know, just artists and stuff. Yeah, just, just real, shit. real official like real, real ass hip hop shit. But uh, yeah. I fucking I love Uzi Vert. I'm not gonna front. Man. I do <laughs> yeah, love me bro. some Uzi, man. I don't like the Uzi hate. People who hate on Uzi just haven't found the song they liked yet. But um, let's talk about that time period. Let's talk about dripping more, man. I want to hear about you and you getting into it did you like record first were you writing first you already were freestyling it sounded like like I was always freestyling like I haven't I haven't wrote a song until this year oh I was always I was always freestyling until 2021 you saying nah nah 20 sorry sorry I started 2020 gotcha gotcha shit I was like early you started early nah nah I started 2020 uh, I was I was when I started writing, but the first time like I actually spit bars was at this USM convention. I remember this USM USM convention, and then my nigga my nigga Zay, like he had this little booth set up, you know, he had his mic on the booth, and um, I kid you not, he was playing beats in the background. There was hard beats that he made, and I was like, damn, this shit's hard. And me me, I always been a confident guy. I just you know you know I like. You know, at that age, you know, eighth grade, you like the attention. So you just like, yeah, I'm flocking like that for sure. Mm, mm. 
so then I just got the mic and then I started spinning crazy and, and then I started seeing people surrounding me like, damn, this dude is hard, what the hell? But I was cussing. So my eighth grade teachers, like, they were coming, they were coming and they were trying to stop me. But they knew it was hard, so they didn't stop me. Like, that, that asthma, my, my teachers just were looking at me when I was spinning these bars. Everyone was just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, that kid. Yo, that's Chris. That nigga get in the air. Oh, my God. Can't even that stop day, you. That day, I realized that, damn, bro. I could probably do this for a long time. Back in eighth grade, you said, too. The teachers giving let, letting this shit happen, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they dead-ass love that shit, but they talked to me afterwards. They were like, so we don't promote that type of stuff, man. I'm just like, stop hating, bro. Yeah, why you hating? Chill. Hey, just let me be. Just let me be. They my words. Let me be. Chill out. Let me give me my space. Um, shit show, man. I love it. I love it. Well, uh. That's a beautiful thing that you can pinpoint that moment where you're like, yo, this is fun. I want to keep doing this. You know, that's the moments we kind of strive to have in these podcasts is where you can get put back in that exact scenario, you know, standing in that, in that, I don't even know if it's a cipher, but standing next to your homies just going in. You know? <laughs> I, bet, I bet that makes you happy when you go think back to that memory, man. Yeah, it does. It makes me happy because it makes me realize that I came a long way. Came a long way, man. Well, eighth grade is when you started getting that confidence. When did you start recording? When did you start putting it on on the digital uh, shit, man? Uh, junior, ju- junior year summer. Like, going to junior year of the summer. So my cousin from London, like, you know, he's he's big out there. He's doing his thing. Shout out to TK. Uh, he's doing his big thing in Europe. And, like, you know, he came down with his studio equipment. And then we just, we just tapped in, like... But, like... I think like two years before that, yeah, yeah, two years before that, I had my mom's beat pad, like my mom's iPad, and we were playing beats on the iPad, bro. Mm. We were playing beats on the iPad, and I was like, and I was like freestyling while he was playing the beats on the iPad, but I even, I still had a beat today, it was, it was freaking crazy, but we were playing beats on the iPad, and then my mom, she goes, this is nice, this is nice. But, you know, my mom was just like, she don't do nothing about it. And then me and TK were like, bro, we need to start doing this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. He went back, he went back to London. He bought himself a shit ton of equipment. He got mm. straight to work. Now he signed, but he got straight to work and he went crazy over there. Me, I was in high school, going to a boarding school because I was a badass kid. So, so I always wanted to do music, but it was just quiet. You got shipped out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So then when he came back the next year, when he came back two years after, we got straight to work. We started working on some hard-ass music. Like, it was just raps from there, but I'm like, that's when I knew I was going to do this forever. Yeah, because we, um, well, actually, I, I was going to get in your discography, but I want to get a little bit more inspiration real quick before I skirt over there. Um, yeah. When were the, uh, or not when, excuse me, who, if any, were the artists that were inspiring you? Um, um, you mentioned Uzi, but was there anybody else kind of like that you were starting to kind of just listen to more to understand maybe song structure or timing or anything like that? Or were you just pretty much fi- figuring out um, by yourself as you went along? Uh, can you say that again? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Were there any artists you know, that were kind of inspiring you at this time? You know, like were you, were you taking notes from anybody or were you kind of just doing your own thing and learning from that process? Well, honestly, I was just doing my own thing. I really don't like following people. Never really like following people, but obviously you. you have inspirations. Yeah, like Uzi, like you like mentioned, Uzi. you know. You know, and you kind of just not necessarily copy and paste. I kind of like just listened very briefly, just listened very much, just listened as much as I can. Mm. started to just my own perspective of rap, trying to, trying to build off of something, trying to do something that no one's done. That's That's just been always my mentality got you got you i'm getting everything some, is done you know yeah 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 i'm getting some like uh like choppy audio from you i don't know if you if you moved or some shit but yeah it's, it's my wi-fi it's my wi-fi oh got you oh, no worries no worries um let me get to a better service hey love 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 i'll keep on talking though that way you know it still sounds crispy clean well I like the fact that you were, you know, someone who just kind of wanted to do it on your own and, in a sense, you know, just keep on putting in time, recording or freestyling, crafting songs in, in, in a studio somewhere. 
You in a whip now. I can hear the whip, bro. Yeah, I'm in a whip now. I gotta go pick up my brother. He just he's calling me. He just got out of practice and I just realized that I had to pick him up. So, but you can keep on talking. I'm listening. Bet, 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 bet. I just wanna make sure everything was Gucci. Sorry, man. Sorry. Nah, nah, yo, you taking care of your fam, man. We understand, we understand. I will stop it if the audio gets bad, then we can just pick it up later. But I'm down to keep on doing this for real, for real. Because uh, it's a pandemic. We gotta adjust and roll yeah, exactly. with the punches, man. <laughs> we gotta be understanding would, of each other. I would have loved to do this in person. Oh, you already know you would have been at the crib having a tremendous time right now. We would look, we would look through some vinyl afterwards, chopped it up. Would have got you a nice ice water with some lemon. You would have been having a great time, man. <laughs> ice water with some lemon. I like that. Come on. Um, alrighty. Let's talk about then you in the process of getting into music. How many doors are you opening? <laughs> All right, I digress. It's okay. We're back. Drippy's in the whip. He's driving we safe, back. allegedly. Um, next question. Illegal driving. It's like I'm lying. I got my license. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know who you're talking to. What is this? I don't. Bro, I, I'm no hablas inglés. There you go. Mind your business, everybody. <laughs> um, when was the first? You said uh, what? Junior year, I think. Was that 2017? When you dropped uh, online the first time. 2017. 2017 is when I dropped my 2018 or 2017. I got in the studio 2017 <laughs> for the first time ever. Hey, you know, uh, I was just, I was with my cousin and we were just spinning bars from there. Like, that's when I knew, that's when I knew this shit was going to be my life. Like, I knew I wasn't going to do anything else. Hell yeah. Well, you steady dropped singles in 2017 into 2018. Yeah. My question yeah, sure. re regarding this time period and even maybe, you know, a little bit into 2019, even with, you know, the song Family. Um, what did you learn about the process of making music as you were dropping these songs? Don't rush anything, but just have fun. Mm. I learned that music is just... A lot of people nowadays, especially around me, bro, they really... What I realized is that a lot of people around me just really want to just make music so certain variety is a thing, you know, so they can be popular and whatever and get money and stuff. When the whole purpose of music is just expressing how you feel. I don't want to sound freaking corny. Fuck no, it, I love it. No, that's it. I love it. has to be I organic. It has money. to come from the soul. Exactly, bro. It has to be on some real shit. You can't just be in there just half-assing everything, bro. You got to go in there with, with the mentality of like, dude, I'm about to make a hit today. If you think you're going to go in the studio and just make a plain Jane song, then you might as well just give up on it because it's not what you really want to do. Exactly. You can't be faking the funk. You got to be in it. Exactly. 100%. 100. 100,000%. 100, Oh, well, that's really, that's a really good way to look at it. Just being in the moment and having fun. And besides yeah, that, fuck it. That's that's the most important thing. It's an emotion. It's an emotion. Oh yeah. Well, there's that kind of cheesy quote, but it's kind of it's real too. It's a uh, music is uh what it, emotions sound like. You know, it's like you feel emotions, but when you hear a song, it can almost like make that emotion come to life. So you know, it's almost like. Music is this is the fucking emotion of uh of the sound, I guess. But whatever, man, whatever. Um one important thing thing for me, um now I'm getting like feedback and getting tripped out, but I'm getting tripped out by the car, man. You you you, you tripped me out. I shouldn't I'm glad I didn't take that second bonger, but I would be really freaking out. <laughs> Alright. Here we go. Alright. The two oh seven means a lot to me. There's some yeah. peeps you've worked in. Are worked with in the 207. One of those is uh, Dre Armani, for instance, on the song Margiela. How'd that come across, man? How'd you link with Dre Armani? I'm not gonna lie, Dre Armani, I think, shout out to Dre, but Dre Armani hit me, like he hit me first, and when he heard my song Lab, she's like, bro, you tough. And to be honest with you, I didn't even, like, I didn't even know no rappers out here in Maine like that, to be honest. Yeah, because you're from Connecticut, right? Yeah, so like I didn't even know like where in Connecticut, by the way, if, if, if you don't mind New saying. Haven. New Haven, New I was Haven. from New Haven. Got you, got you, got you. New Haven, Connecticut, and um, you know I was just, I was just spitting, you know. Mm. I was in the studio. Dang, I'm let you. <laughs> I was just in the studio, and I finished lavish, and I and I played a snippet on like snap, and he was like, bro. 
this is hard. And I was like, how the freak did he get my snap? <laughs> it's a small and ass then, area. No, yeah, exactly. And then I just bypassed it. I was like, he's uh, probably just a freaking weirdo dude. Because he was like, let's work on something. I was like, uh, who this? Dre, Dre. No, no, yeah, I know who it is. I'm saying, I was like, being you in the moment when he messaged you, like, who is this? You can't say who this and not me say who this. Hey, man, hey, you know, it's the nuances of the phone interview. If you saw me in the face, you'd understand. But like you said, it's, it's hard to it's hard to pick up on these nuances over the phone. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Did you just say it is what it is? What's that from? I've heard that before. I don't know. It's off from the internet. It is what some fucking. It some, is what it is. I've, I mean, I know that's a phrase, but somebody at work wouldn't stop doing that over and over again, and I'm like, "What is this?" And then they're like, "It's blank. I can't remember now." And now you doing it. Now I'm getting triple tripped out. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> We're getting back to the script, yo. Was it at UConn? I don't know why I'm just remembering this because I'm. I, I looked up. It is what it is. But now I'm uh, now. That reminds me of that video where that dude like attacked somebody in the dining hall because he didn't get like the macaroni and cheese he wanted. Was that what the was that in Connecticut? I'm looking it up. We're taking a quick detour because I'm feeling this. Kid oh attacks uh, <laughs> college cafeteria worker or dining hall. Excuse me. They try to make everything sound fucking fancy because you're paying triple digits to sit there. Or, or, <laughs> or not triple digits. I was gonna. I meant to say. Uh, Five figures, but my brain's fucking... All right, whatever. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's the fucking... That's the vibe for this podcast. Kid attacks college dining hall worker mac and cheese. Is that what it is, bro? We're going to see. We're going to look this up, Drippy. Drunk Yukon, Connecticut, who demanded mac and cheese with bacon and jalapeno in obnoxious rant is spotted packing his bags and leaving. Yes, dude, this guy was drunk. And he started, like, getting pissed off because he couldn't get his bacon, jalapeno, mac and cheese. And, and he, wow. then he swung at a worker like a degenerate. This man's just a fucking, he's, he's a nobody. Let's be honest, man. You got too much white privilege. And you got way too much emotion. And who the fuck you think you are? You know, he's, he's probably having a bad day, man. He's probably just having a bad day. I like that. You know, I like that empathy. He's, he's definitely incompetent for doing so, but, uh, you know... You know, if I was having a bad day, I would want some fucking macaroni and cheese with fucking jalapenos too. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, it does sound—it sounds tremendous. Don't get me wrong, but would you sw- would you good. swing on some? Definitely like, wouldn't swing on it, no matter no matter what type of potion I'm on or anything such as, bro. I would never swing on nobody. Exactly. For what? You want to get a case, bro? Or you want to get on the ground like taking like I'm now looking at a picture. Of the, imagine that I'm looking at a picture of this guy. Getting handcuffed with his face on the nasty cafeteria tile by some jabroni, like, Campo uh, Yukon police guy. And now this guy, like, that's his legacy for the internet. Like, that's his thing. That is true. <laughs> that sucks, dog. Yeah, Knock on wood. Mac and cheese, man. Yeah, hopefully he did get, like, you know, at least a box of Annie's mac and cheese shells or something at the crib later on. Right? <laughs> I'm getting hungry for mac and cheese, man. Damn, I want some mac and cheese right now. All right, enough macking. Let's focus on the cheese. Uh, what was it like linking with Dre Armani? That I mean, was pretty cool. Like, that actually was a cool-ass dude. Hmm. You know, he kind of, he, he really showed me. He really taught me a lot, not kind of lot. What he taught in, me a lot. In, what, in what way? About, like, music and such? Like, like, say it again? In, in, in terms of music, you mean he taught you or just, like... Uh, he taught me a lot in general, just in life in general too. Like, <clears> love that. Good, he's a good, like he's a good guy, and he knows, and he's he knows what's to be known. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you know. I he knows that. everything. I well, personally, I think he knows a shit ton of stuff. Maybe other people don't believe. You know. I got but you. I, he just taught me so much, especially when it comes to this music stuff. You know, I still ask him for opinion to this day. I'm just, I, I don't know enough. You know, but he knows a lot. Even though, like, he's not blowing, but his mindset, his mentality, bro, that's just a strong-ass mentality. He's a, he's a strong-ass dude. Yeah. Cool Dre is wicked cool. He was one of the, fir- like, on one of the first 10 episodes I did. Uh, I had him come through, and I really enjoyed his energy. He was fun to talk to, man. He's just a fun dude. Yeah, for sure. Shout out Dre Armani. Yeah, I, think we, I think I brought him up in the uh, 
AB the King interview again. I keep on talking about the same stuff over and over again. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It is what it is, as, as, as you've been saying. Um, yeah, well, basically, yeah, that's how we... You know, we linked up. I remember we linked up. And, uh, I, I rolled my ankle because of basketball. And we was at his studio. Had a rolling ankle. And that was the first time I, like, rapped with him. And then we made a pretty cool song. And then, like, around, I remember March. I remember this because this is in my snap memories. Like, in March uh, 2018, March 2018, we made Margella in my room with a different beat. And then we sent it to my cousin in London. And he the one that, you know, he killed that. And uh, to the day, you know. And the crazy thing is, me and Dre, we never performed that song together, bro, because we're both busy. Mm. He's so busy. You know, I'm busy too, so. I feel you. I feel you. I just wanted to shout out, you know, a little collaboration real quick. Um, that was that was dope. That was dope. I got a question about the uh, project Under 21. Mm. Was that the first project you ever dropped? Yeah, that was the first thing I've ever dropped. You know, it was the first of many. Yeah, because you dropped again in the end of, of the year. That's exciting to hear. Let's talk about the first one, though, Under 21. How did it feel to have that out? What was that like? It was kind of like, I'm not going to lie to you, it was rushed. Mm, mm. It was rushed. I should have I should have given it more time. I should have worked on it more, you know, but... Hey, be like that, you uh, know? Those are the mistakes you make early on, the way you don't have to make exactly, them again. Exactly, you see. You know, but you don't rush stuff, and that's what happened when I rushed it. I rushed it, and... It, it's good. It's there's definitely some solid songs on there, but definitely could have been way better than like, you know, definitely could have been better. I'm always proud of my work that I put in, but the outcome is just it needs to be patient. You need to be patient. So I rushed out one really bad. Eh, it happens, yo. Um, at least you're honest. I respect that 100. percent You're not like, yeah, it was. It was like my. It wasn't the best, but it was still, you know. Like the, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You ain't you ain't capping is what I'm saying, and I appreciate that. Um, oh, cool, because now I'm excited. We get to talk about pretty much the reason why I wanted to link with you for this uh, podcast and hear your story a little bit and just get, you know, a little promo out there because DSB dropped back in December. Is that your first, uh, that's, so that's your first full-length album? That's for my, that's my first mixtape. The, yeah. the Under 21 was an episode. Yeah, EP little 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 sneak preview. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Little little taste buds. Yeah. Little taste buds. Little drop buds. We gotta talk about DSB. What does it stand for? Or by the way? Dripping Sisters. Oh, there we go. And that's 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 the moral code that me and my brothers live by. Mm. And, you know, it's not no gang or anything like that. It's just it's just the way that we live. Like, it's crew. You know, we've been dripping since birth. You know. Mm. Mm. I like that, yo. I uh, I thought the album was cool too, man. I really liked the melodies a lot on it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for real. Um, but what inspired the album? You know, um, what went on leading up to this, and what was recording it like, and kind of just what was your vision for it? My vision for it. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't even gonna lie to you. To be honest, it was just like I need to have some. I need to drop something big. Mm-hmm. I need to do something big. <clears throat> no, I need to do something now, and I want to do it now. I've been holding back so much music. Like in 2019, I didn't drop anything. I don't think I dropped anything in 2019. I think you dropped one track, maybe. What was it? Yeah, fa- family. One. Yeah, family. <laughs> one track in 2019. I hold 2019. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, I was like, let me drop this, this mixtape. You know, I worked hard on it. You know, making music is not hard when you have a passion because it's like you're putting in the time that you want to put into it. So it's not necessarily hard. It's just it's just time consuming. And the people see it as like, oh, I want to go in there and I want to want to do this, do this. When you have to just go in there with the with the mindset of just I want to make a song and I want to make a beautiful one. Whatever the mood I'm in is the way that I'm gonna approach the mic so that's really it's just it's overtime moves I would honestly say that that whole mixtape is overtime moves mm. 
Well said, yo. Well said indeed. Um, I think my favorite track would be Life's Work. Do you have a favorite track on the album? That's a cop out, yo. You don't you don't have one that you like the like the most out of any of them? A couple maybe? I, don't know. I mean I like that I respect it. I mean, that's consistent. That's the uh that's, that's the way to view it. You gotta you gotta like them all, man. They're all uh, my kids, you know. So I'm not gonna pick one of them because one is doing one is being more successful than the other. <laughs> I feel I feel they all excel in their own ways. I got you. You know, they all affect different people. That's the whole point of the the mixtape. They're all they all relate to different people. Mm. Mm. It's a wide variety. I'm not a one topic dude. Mm. Mm. Gosh, yeah, you gotta try and hit multiple uh emotions on the spectrum. What exactly. was what was your recording process like for this? Recording process, honestly, is just like going in there. My 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 friend, my friend Chuck, sent me a beat. Get active on the beat. Make sure the beat is hard, and then I freaking step on it. It's a hit. <laughs> to be honest. I don't really have like a like a up like a process like I'm going to like it's just it's like a feeling, bro. Like mm, mm, it's very situational. You vary in the moment. You know, it's just you just just go in there, man. And the thing is, I have my own studio, self invested, bro. So it's like I don't even be moving. I don't go outside. I don't go anywhere. I just be in my lap, just cooking up. Mm, mm. Well, man, I like that you seem to at least uh, just be very very in the moment when you're doing this shit you know it's like whatever kind of is on your mind whatever you're feeling however the track the beat hits you that's where all your energy is and honestly i think that usually correlates to a, a better end uh performance that is true and there's no there's no better feeling than just the process the process is good mm. the process is the best part because you're really you're really hearing what you're saying. And then the outcome is just, everyone loves the outcome, but I more so like the process because I'm making the song, dude. I'm making it. No doubt. Well, the album is DSB. As we said, that uh, is out now. It's an interesting album on the main hip-hop scene to close the year. Very, very cool, uh, like I said, melodies on it and just some very, very good vibes on that one. So uh, congrats, Drippy. I want to uh, kind of uh, hit some rapid-fire questions and maybe get to uh, some, uh, maybe some unwinding notes towards the end. But I wanted to uh, perhaps um, go back to the beginning of Drippy's story real quick and just hear maybe about a little bit about growing up uh, in New Haven or uh, just even, you know, what you learned about life living down there. Because, you know, what, you're, if you're 18 and you left when you were 9 or so, that's half your life was living there, and that's where everything kind of started, yo. Yeah, well, um, came here, uh, you know, I came here with me and my brother and my mom, my dad was still working in Connecticut, and both of my sisters, they were living with my grandparents in Portland, and, um, me and my mom and my brother, we had to, we had to live in the, the shelter for a little bit, you know, until we found us a place so my dad got enough bread. So we had to live in a shelter, and it was just, like, the worst. I fucking hated it. Mm. I never lived in no shelter. So, like, I just was just tight that we were there in the first place. I didn't even understand it. So when we, when we moved here, I was definitely mad. I definitely didn't understand. So, so then... Time went by, I got an apartment down in Portland, you know, we lived there for like 10 years, 10 or 11 oh, years. It's a long yeah, time. Just, yeah, a long time, basically my whole entire life and my brother's life. So we just lived in that very apartment. I had the same rooms, you know, it's just, we just lived there. Nothing was going, nothing too crazy was going on. Yeah. Did you have an apartment back in um, CT or like, did you have a house? Yeah, we did. We had an apartment back in CT. This is yeah. before my parents was like getting a significant amount of bread. 
So then over time built up, we lived there for the longest time. I went to boarding school when I was like 14. Uh, I went to boarding school when I was, oh shoot, cop. <laughs> hey, no bad. worries, no worries. So I said, you know, uh, you got to go get the fam, you know, you got to secure the other uh, mission. So we try, we try and be understanding here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, keep but going. I hit, but I, um, I was 14 years old, went to boarding school for like my whole entire high school career. You know, I was hooping over there. And then um, my parents would move to a house, a house up in Westbrook. So, you know, we were living in Westbrook in a nice ass house. <laughs> Love it. That's, Love that's it. a little summary. <laughs> Is it, um, no, I just forgot my question. It's okay. These things happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask him, relating it back to like CT. Um, like, do you think back to CT a lot? Like, because you were pretty young when you left, but still, I feel like it's got to be something that's, you know, where a lot of your early, earliest, um, like, cognitive memories are. Yeah, man. To be honest, it's just. Like, I just remember. I remember this one thing from CT. So, my cousin. Like I remember, our family friend got me a got me a dirt bike. My dad's friend got me a dirt bike, and that and it was so hard. Like it was a razor dirt bike, I'm pretty sure. And it was like it was my height, but it was like heavy as hell. So then um, I got it. I brought it back home, and then um, it was inside. We kept it inside for a while. Like we lived in the, like a neighborhood, like a ghetto ass neighborhood, bro. So, like, we had to keep everything inside, you know. We can't be leaving our bikes outside or whatever. No, not at all. So then, um, one day, I went outside. I was riding my razor and going crazy. And then I brought my bike inside. And then, my dad was getting tired of me bringing my bike inside with, like, mud on it. So then, he told me I have to keep it outside. So then I put it outside, I left it outside, and then my bike gets stolen. Oh, no. That's, I figured this is where the story was going to go, but you, you just yeah. hate to hear it. You hate to hear that. Yeah, bro. I just remember that day, like, the bike gets got stolen, and I was so freaking tight, bro. Like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, you see what you made me? Like, like you see what happened, bro? Mm. Like, mm. my bike is gone because of you and you only. Damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a tough memory, man. I didn't want to bring up something like that. I'm sorry. You know, you wait for a turn. That blinker's going. must be getting intense, man. So, uh, <laughs> for, for real. For real. Let's go, let's go back to a more lighthearted note, then. I appreciate you bringing us to the past a little bit, because it is cool to hear your story. I mean, you're pretty young. Like I said, you're the youngest guest I had in the podcast so far. But I do enjoy the fact that, you know, you still have, you know, had an interesting story about, you know, growing up in New England, but in a different ass part of New England. You and, you know... New Haven, you come to Bourne, ask Maine in comparison, start making music only a couple of years ago, and you're already, you know, one of those young names I've seen popping up, you know, with the Dre Armani's, so to speak. Um, oh, for sure. And uh, it's dope. It's just dope hearing it. So let's get to the rapid fire questions if you're ready. I'm ready. Pretty ready. Favorite producer right now? Uh, my cousin and Chuck. Go to, oh, that's Chuck the producer, right? Mm-hmm. Chuck yeah, the producer. Yeah, Chuck's been blowing up a lot in the Portland oh, area. He's been, he's been doing a lot of what? stuff. Dude, me and Chuck, we got the hardest, bro. I this, I think this, no, bro. Fuck that. I know this is the hardest track that's ever gonna drop in main history, bro. No, oh, that's a big bold claim, man. You might have some people coming for that one. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Let him come for it. I don't care. <laughs> I love it, man. You got, yeah, I'm coming for it. I don't you got that young hunger, man. It's necessary. That's what the game needs. You, you want to have that that uh exactly, that bro. spirit. As they say, a competitive drive. Hit me with it, man. Hit BennyP at RyanBeat.com for anybody. If you want to send tracks and shit, I don't leak anything. I just listen and I'll, I'll send constructive criticism or I'll just send like a fire emoji if I like it. So uh, there man, we go. There we go. I'm going to send it to you. I fuck with you, Benny. Do it. Respect, Drippy. I fuck with you too. Thank you, man. What's your go to breakfast? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, that's man. a. That's a top tier cereal. What's the other cereal? I forgot. Waffle Crisp. Ooh, Waffle Crisp is this top. Reese's Puffs is dank. No, it's the one with the like. Honey it's bunch- the healthy one. Honey bunches of oats with the almonds. 
not with the almonds, but just honey the clusters. honey clusters. Oh. The honey clusters. Yeah, the honey clusters. Yo, cereal's so damn good. I could legit, when I get high sometimes, I, I can eat a whole box of cereal. I can eat a box. Fuck yeah, bro. I can just eat the whole thing. That's bad. I have I have oat milk to balance it out, but damn, you know, you can't be doing that to the body. You have cereal four times a day. <laughs> That's the whole meal. Oh, it's so yeah. good though, man. You ever mix cereals too? You do like cocoa pebbles with Reese's puffs. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Cinnamon toast crunch. I'll be mixing with the honey. Oh, stop. That's so. It's game no, over. I, that sounds so good. Freaking diabetic. That's what it is. <laughs> Yo, that's what. Yeah. So when I know I'm gonna get stoned and have some cereal for munchies, what I do is I uh I get like the kashi or the the <laughs> organic cereals that have like little sugar but like a lot of protein. That way you, you really ain't doing too bad. You know, you might get a little bloated, <laughs> but you ain't you ain't getting those sugar shits where you got like a hundred grams of sugar in you. I mean, you don't want that. You get cracked out. You don't want nobody. That's not good for anybody. And the fact, you know, it's so funny, yo. Like, we're young and we're like, you know, seven years old and you go to some, like, function somewhere and you have, like, uh-huh. five or six Cokes because your parents aren't really watching you. Think about how much sugar you were having on those days when you were, like, oh, ballistic as a little kid. Like, you could be drinking damn near, I don't even want to say, but maybe, like, 200 to 300 grams of sugar. Like, if you ate, I mean, if, if you drank four Mountain Dews, that's, like, a guy yeah. to be close to 250. To, like that's a shit ton of sugar, and then the little kids just and running around. It's wild. It's all processed, refined sugar. It ain't even re- anyway. I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> Back to the rapid fire. Back to it. Favorite time of day to make music. It's three o'clock in the morning. Skirt. That's what? when I'm on demon time. Uh oh, watch out. I don't know. I just be in my spiritual realm. There we go. I like that. Well, you went from demon time to spiritual realm. Isn't demon time supposed to be kind of like you on your worst behavior and spiritual well, demon realm? Demon time. Is- it's like this. It's like this for me. It's like from twelve to three o'clock in the morning. I'm on demon time. That's when I'm like. That's when I'm like shoot. Like and usually before I make music, I don't know for some reason I always just be watching like interviews. Like I just be watching like Ooh. like interviews like, inspire like, you. Like, just, just watching these guys go off and just talk about the process and stuff. I don't be copying, like I said, bro, but I do be listening. You get inspired, man. No, I feel you a thousand percent. Like, it's not about um, mimicking. It's even, maybe in a sense, like, homaging and being inspired by. The only way to make music is to hear music. Uh, I don't know. What if you was deaf? You could probably make music as you Not necessarily. <laughs> not ne- bro, even, even, even deaf people... Can feel music. it. They feel the vibe. The vibration. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, music is such a large concept that it comes in different forms. Exactly. Like, you can listen to it and you can feel the vibration. Vibrations. What What does that translate to your brain? Uh, like uh, some sort of like, like hearing. It's a message. It sends your brain a message. It's a, it, exactly. It's like it's like receptors. Like your brain receptors. Are yeah. Receptors. Talk on that. I like this shit. I like the brain stuff, man. It makes it makes my mind go fucking into interesting places. <laughs> Um, fuck, I had another thing I was going to say. I really just want cereal now. This happens usually in the rapid fire. <laughs> if I have you some... Started food, off, what did you started You started off wanting some freaking mac and cheese. Now you want some cereal. Pick what you want, bro. I want cereal way more than mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was more to like play into the moment. Like, oh, haha, I'll take a bowl <laughs> of mac, mac and cheese. cheese. I want cereal right now. I would do... I would do some things to have some cereal right now. Like, fuck a Klondike bar. Oh, I ain't talking. You ain't got to pause that. I could be talking about a scam. I could be talking about... You don't even want to know, man. You can put your mind in a dirtier place. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yo, have you secured the mission yet? Are you home? Have you you got your cousin? No, I'm not. I'm not home. Me and my brother, we's almost there. Like I said, like, we was in... Hey, what up? Say hello to the people, Drippy's car friend. How are you, my friend? Say what's up, Dana. What's good, yo? How many meals you eat today? Zero. How many push-ups you do? Like, 50. Tremendous. How many glasses of water you drink? Like, two. I'm loving it. Keep it up. All right, Drippy. What's something you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to this. This song that I'm dropping, and I'm looking forward to this music video that is about to blow the fucking state apart. Who's doing the video? Talk on it. Is it North Club? Hell yeah, North Club all the way. Skrrr. North Club and my boy Noah. I want a North Club hoodie. Do you know if, uh, what's it, is it Max? Is that the homie's name? Yeah, 
Yo, Max, you got a hoodie? I'll trade something for you. Hit me up if you're listening to this. Um, I like your shit. Drippy. <laughs> What's a song of yours you think is slept on? That dropped last year, right? In between your two projects you dropped? Yeah. Dropped on my birthday. Oh, when's your birthday? March 12th. Oh, it's coming up. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. What sign is that? Do you know the signs and shit? I think I'm a Pisces. Shorty said I was a Pisces. (laughs) You a fish? What are you, March 12th? Isn't that Drake's baby's birthday? Isn't that that a Drake song? I don't even freaking know, man. (laughs) <laughs> I'm drippy That's all I know It's Max Or Max It's March 14th Yeah you drippy 100% It's only one Only one Of us man You gotta be one of one uh, I am one of one Skirt there's, there's only one of me And many me Exactly I mean everyone Everyone has a God in them man You can't forget that Alright let's figure this out March 12th I got a sign. I got a lot of studies. You got me looking up. Yeah, you are the fish. You are young Pisces. I'm young Taurus, so I figured I was uh, close to you because I'm an April ba- or a birthday. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. We're doing rapid Back fire to the questions. Rapping and stacking. What's your second favorite color, Jack? My second favorite color? Yeah, not your first or your third or your fourth. Your second favorite color. Green. What'd you say? Green. Green? Lean? Lean in a color? What color is it? Well, people can pour up pink or purple, so it'd be one of those. Purple. Purple. Got you. You could have said, like, haze, but even that could be, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> haze. It's like silver haze. <laughs> haze. Regardless, we're having fun here. Um, what's your favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. I like the way you answer answering these. It's funny. What's your favorite type of sandwich? Mm-hmm. Sandwich. Ooh. A bacon cheese. Mm. With the egg or just the bacon and the cheese? Yeah, bacon, cheese, egg, and a croissant. Ooh, how are you? A little hot sauce in there maybe if you're feeling up to it? Sometimes, but I mean, usually it's a breakfast meal. I like that. Yo, is a hot is a hot dog a sandwich? I got that's for both of you in the car whoa, right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No hot dogs. I do not eat no hot dogs. I'm not asking if you eat a hot dog. Would you consider a hot dog a sandwich? I don't want to eat hot dogs either. To be straight. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I didn't know. I forget your uh, your brother's name, but does he think sandwich is a hot dog? Yeah, we just got here. You back? But, at, you back at the at the crib? Yeah, I'm back at the crib. You secured the bag. Um, you did it. I secured it. I secured it. Um, What's his answer? We the people need to know. Do you think a hot dog? Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? She said hell no. Hell. (laughs) All right, there you have it. What's your favorite TV show, Drippy? (sighs) My favorite TV show right now. Yeah, yeah, right now. Cast of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. It's Brandy's crew. I just said it. Okay, I'm just re- Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm reaffirmating you. <laughs> um, Good shit. I, don't, I never watched that. Wait, like the, uh, not the old Nickelodeon one. There's like a remake they made, right? Bro, what? The Nickelodeon one? I yeah. didn't even know there was. I grew up with that a, shit. I'm eight years older than you. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is a Nickelodeon series? Yeah, had a, I don't even know if you know this person. You know who Melissa Joan Hart is? Nope. Yeah, she was like a big Nickelodeon star when I was coming up in the 90s, so, um, you a 90s baby? 94. Whoa. I was born the same week Omatic came out. You know what you know what Omatic is, right? Yeah. Good, good. good. Um, I might, I would That's probably, awesome. I had to cut that out if you didn't. Yeah, I'm like I'm, tw- I'm 26. I'm a little bit older, but I still got that youthful energy. I don't I don't fuck around. Um, <laughs> last question of the rapid fire: Who's an artist that you want to collab with? Le Uzi Vet. I'm not dying. I'm, I told everybody I'm gonna interview. Everyone that knows me knows this. I'm not six. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die in peace until I have a song with Lil Uzi Vert. I love it. 
keep those goals high, man. Keep those goals very high. And I will work with Lil Uzi. Ain't no question about that. I'm already talking to some big people now. Uzi. But I'm not going to speak on it. Yeah, hit my DM afterwards. We can talk. Off the record. Oh, for sure. Off I'll let record. you know, bro. Like, um, like, it's going crazy. I love it. I want to see people from the area rise, always. Um, if, always. if one of us rises, we all rise, yo, in a sense. As long as we all uh, take care of each other. Exactly. All right. This has been a fun interview, man. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here with a couple ending questions. For the people, though, go with the new album by Drippy. Um, it's D-R-P-P-Y is how you spell it. And it's D-S-B is the album. As I said, if you're looking for some tracks to get into, I like the Understand and Life's Work. And um, Aventador, I think I might have butchered that. And Engagement, too. I think that, like, four run of songs was really, 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 really solid. Like, I think that was some of my favorite melodies on the tape. But regardless... Let's get into um, these final questions, Drippy. How are you staying grounded during this pandemic shit? What's been keeping you sane, in a sense? I, mean, you know, I would really have to give it up to the music, to be honest. It's just really, you know, without it, it's just hard to do things, you know. 100%. It's, it's just a way of life right now for me. You know, there's a lot of... I'm still in school too. I'm in college, so it's like you know I'm kind of keeping myself as busy as possible, working. I'm not trying to be a slug. Mm. Just going hard, but you really have to just keep that mentality of always being hungry, even though you may think there's really nothing to eat when there's really a full plate in front of you that you just haven't served yourself with. Ooh, I like that. That's some good shit, yo. Uh. Shout out music. One of the few things that uh, I think keeps all of us grounded. Next one, next one. What's your uh, easiest way to be, to be reached and contacted? You know, like where, where can people hit you up? Well, you can hit me at my email, kingdrippy90 at gmail.com. But obviously, you know, social media platforms. You can add my Snapchat, Yeet246. Don't judge me. I made that shit when I was in, like, sixth grade, 2014. <laughs> I, I kept it because I don't really care. You can just make a new so, one, too, you know. <laughs> so I'll probably make a new one, but, like, I'm too lazy, too. So y'all can add me on there. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, King Drippy. Uh, yeah. There we y'all go. Can follow me on there. there we go, yo. Um, one more question. Unless you want to plug anything real quick. Oh, yeah. I want y'all to know the definition of drippy is drippy. And um, the reason why I chose drippy when I was, like, 15 is because, you see, my, like, drippy since birth, that's just the way that we roll. Like, I just, I just love, you know, I just love designer stuff. I love fashion. I just, like, I love putting shit together. I like putting it on, you know. It's always been mm-hmm. a part of me. And mm-hmm. it's always been a part of my culture. So there's no I in team, so there's no drippy. There's no I in drippy, because all my friends and family are drippy. It's kind of like a form of just an alliance. Mm. So that's just, I'm drippy, bro. I'm in, I'm in evolution. There we go. Yeah. There we that's go. All. There we go. Last question, though. Where will drippy be one year from now? Whew, one year for now. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, if my plans go through, if the work that I put in is seen, if, if, if this, you know, I just personally see myself one year. It's just working, working, and, and being, being far ahead from last year, always improving. That's that's where I see myself an improvement from last year. I don't know where specifically I'm gonna be. All I know is I'm gonna be better than last year. It's gonna be better than last year. I'm gonna go harder than last year. I love that. You just can wherever you are. Who knows in this world? You'll be doing your yeah. thing and hopefully being in a better place. What more can you ask for, yo? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, just being as successful as possible. Successful, just working. There we go. Well, Trippy, that's really all I have for you. Unless you have anything else you want to say to the people. This has been a very interesting Benny's Crib episode. I never had somebody dip out to do a, an adventure. So hopefully that sounded clean. But uh, yeah, man. Um, that's it for I me, yo. How, how you feeling? You feeling good, yo? I'm feeling perfect. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate your time, bro.
Yeah. I appreciate it. You already know. We're always about uh, giving more eyes to people in the 207 and just, you know, that's what, it, that's what it's about always. Exactly. All right, much love, y'all. Have a great night and peace. Shout out Drippy for coming through Benny's Crib. Shout out you for listening. His new album, DSB, is out now. Go get it. I hope whatever you are listening to this, you're having a great day. And I hope that tomorrow's even better. Shout out the sponsors, the Yachty Thing, Fire on 4, Beach Boys, Hot Older, and Crow's Nest. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. Stay grounded. You know, it's one day at a time. Much love. See you next week. Rhyme beat.